Is Chris Pratt going to ruin the new Mario movie? My thoughts on the new trailer. You showed interest in the Mario movie and Chris Pratt's performance when you were at PAX. So here, let us see what you think. 13K dislikes. As an estimation, remember it's an extension. Every single voice there was great except Chris Pratt. This Yahoo at the end was pretty good. That Wahoo, is that the only reason why he got the part? Like there, there was a line here, I'm just like, oh, what? Oh, I got this, no problem. Ah. What? Yeah, so the visuals look good. Even the story kind of looks good. Like every, this looks like a labor of love to a degree, but Chris Pratt, terrible. Everyone else's voice though, amazing. I can't imagine Chris Pratt could sync this. I would hope that just after 10 minutes of watching, like you'd forget it's him or something, but yeah. The casting choice is very strange. Very strange indeed. The new Twitch ripoff made for gambling. So you guys likely remember when we talked about how gambling was somewhat banned on Twitch in that like a lot of the larger websites you can't possibly use. There were a bunch of asterisks and stuff, but bottom line, it was a lot harder to stream gambling on Twitch since some policy changes over that. And it turns out Stake, one of the biggest gambling companies, has backed something called Kick.com. A huge amount of followers on Twitter, man, but it's a clone of Twitch that they run. It's like th these are the biggest channels. So, like in the top 10 channels, you've got people with 80 views and 60 views. So, obviously, not going that great. I guess this is stake being like, well, we have unlimited money. So, let's just like make our own Twitch for people to stream gambling. And this is why all the top things are slots. The design is Twitch. Yes, it is totally a clone. Even down to like the, the thing here, the categories look the same. I guess they look a little bit different. I said they're the exact same design, but slightly different images. So this is really pathetic. Is in large part being spearheaded by train wrecks. You know, that scumbag who has spent so many years now trying to get people hooked on uh, slots. You just can't stop, man. Doesn't matter how much money he makes. He's like, we need more people to play slots to give money to stake, please. Their billions ain't enough, man. Give them your hard-earned money. But yeah, this is really pathetic. Kick.com is a new venture created by the founders of EasyGo and Stake. It also got a little bit of traction at the beginning because there were a lot of people streaming like porn and stuff on the website, unsurprisingly. It's not there now though, I think they've removed a bit. Just in case some of you want to go check that out. You don't need to because there's porn other places on the internet. Wait, there's porn on the internet? Yes, surprisingly. I am now the confirmed master of GTA 5. So it finally happened. I am now the confirmed master of GTA 5 slash online. I have not AFK'd a single one of these hours. Pure, indisputable dominance. 10,000 hours on record, currently in game. It's for Grand Theft Auto 5, of course, if you need that pointed out. The reason why I specified that I haven't AFK'd a single one of these hours is because I'm drawing a distinction between me, who has a legitimate 10,000 hours, and people who left their computers on with like a macro or something to make it so they would never get logged out of GTA Online and would just farm money in their assets. There are not many people who have more hours than me in the game, but all of them have AFK'd a fuck ton for GTA Online. Certainly for GTA 5, I have the most hours in the game of anyone alive. 100%. This whole time, I think I have like 200 hours in online. So technically, I don't have 10,000 hours in GTA 5 yet, but yeah, they're the same world, so the same thing. I mean, it's like, obviously, there have been times where the game has been on and I've gone to the bathroom, but it's like no prolonged time of just like leaving my PC going with the game going. 10,000 hours is 416 days. Nice. We need to get to two years, guys. But as anyone will tell you, 10,000 hours at something doesn't mean that you necessarily master every aspect of it because it needs to be dedicated practice pushing the boundaries of what you know. And me just doing the same run over and over again doesn't make me a master of every aspect of the game, you know? 
A lie gets halfway around the world before the truth has time to put its pants on. So I released a video which, while I changed the title a lot of times, I have settled on You Don't Understand GT5 Story, How Millions Were Fooled. So it's got 215k views in five days. Still got a little bit of an upwards trend here, but um, still getting a good chunk of views. So I debated on this thumbnail for quite a while as to whether or not it was good. I like it, but it could be said to be a bit too cluttered. And the problem I had with it is I don't think that people who don't play GTA would recognize these two characters. I'm somewhat relying on people who saw the original short that I'm rebuking and showing as false. But what was most interesting to me about this thumbnail is you can see here that the hostage has blue eyes. I didn't notice this when I was originally critiquing the short. It was only my thumbnail editor, Mim, who did this. I'm like, oh, he has blue eyes and he has brown eyes. That's probably something I should mention. And that's why I tacked onto the end of the episode. Lastly, while I don't claim to be a doctor, I don't think nine years can change the blue eyes of the hostage to the brown eyes of the manager. So like that wasn't included originally. It was only included because of this thumbnail. So even if the thumbnail doesn't draw in the viewership that I would like for the thing, that alone made the video better. But of course the video wasn't as successful as the original, which got 6 million views. And of course Mad Mike, you know, the Mad channel is always stealing videos, uh, we upload 12k. And this guy re-uploaded for 451k. YouTube shorts are terrible, but I had hoped to some degree that this video would do as well as Mike was never in witness protection. But that was always unlikely. Remember, I made this video so quickly, like like a six hour turnaround time or something. And it's one of my best videos ever. It's nuts. At the end of the day, chat, this is just one more example of that old adage that a lie gets halfway around the world before the truth has a chance to get its pants on. I like that one. Was I right about why the bank manager pauses in GTA 5? So when I talked about why the manager paused when looking at Trevor and his license, I mainly focused on how he looks. Being like, well, you know, nine years has passed when he clearly looks very different than he did back then with all the marks on his face and whatnot. And I mainly wanted to point out that this is a picture of Trevor from Prologue wearing the exact same outfit, which I found kind of funny. But obviously, the way your character looks depends on how you make him look in the game. While you can't make him look exactly like this, you could have given him a mustache or a bit longer hair, and so he would, wouldn't look as different. I should have also noted that other things on this ID do look a bit weird. Like his name, Diego Santiago. Like he doesn't look like he has the sort of ethnicity that would be common with that name. The expiry date, like the license is expired. Does this seem believable to Americans that Trevor could be 186 height and 206 weight? Yes? Okay, then maybe it was his name that was, uh, and the expiry date that it could also be justification for the pausing. Although, as was originally in the script, but I cut it out, if you look at it from a writing perspective, it's obviously just designed to give, like, a pause for the purpose of building suspense for the player. The pausing while looking at a license or whatever is su a super common trope in all forms of storytelling media. Yeah, so name, old picture, expired license, pausing for the purposes of suspense. All four of these things could be seen as justifications for the pause, rather than what I just said, which was, you know, he's, he's very young in this picture. People are getting tired of being told that they look like me. So this was posted to my subreddit. I'm not sure. It didn't get enough upvotes, so I'm gonna show it here. So I've been getting this comment for a while, and I didn't know what it was or what it meant or... Dark Viper U. So just a bunch of people keep calling this guy Dark Viper U. 
Honestly, I thought it was some sort of like cryptic message telling me that I only had 24 hours to live. I didn't know what it meant until people started tagging him. I started getting it a lot more recently on the video that this person commented on. So I went on his page to see if there was any resemblance. There is no resemblance other than the fact we've both got facial hair and I was wearing a black tank top in this video. <laughs> like, how is it that I look like Pete Davidson, Enrique Iglesias, Michael B. Jordan, and now Dark Viper? These are all people that I get told I look like regularly, and they don't even remotely look like each other. <laughs> It's so funny that he's like, yeah, on this particular video where I was wearing a black tank top, people kept saying I look like Dark Viper AU. But again, very funny. This guy looks nothing like me. It always surprises me when people say I look like people who have brown eyes. Like, your eye color one of the most distinct things about you. And like, oh, the guy has brown eyes, but he's, you still look like Dark Viper. This guy looks like nothing like me. But I do find it funny that he apparently looked more like me because he had a blank tank top. This Take Two lawsuit will set precedent for the modding community. So Ben Video Tech on Twitter has given an update in regards to the reverse engineering project of the previous GTA titles, I think it was GTA 3. Regardless, the reverse engineering efforts of the previous GTA titles, apparently the lawsuit is still ongoing with Take-Two being like, you can't do that. After eight months of silence from Take-Two's legal team, the company has filed stipulated protective order for highly sensitive confidential information and or trade secrets for an ongoing modding lawsuit involving a project for reverse engineering legacy GTA titles. This lawsuit, if it could concludes and goes to the end will set precedent as to whether reverse engineering is allowed to be done, I suppose. Because with reverse engineering, you aren't stealing anything from the company necessarily. You are building everything yourself again from the ground up to do the same thing that the original game does, to my understanding. Am I always angry in person? Have you ever lashed out on or shouted at someone offline as you did on the quartering? Offline? Can't probably say that I have. Surely I must have at some point in time in my entire life. But I do not recall any such events. I am a pretty mild-mannered, chill dude in real life. I'm not a ragey kind of person, regardless of my state of mind. It takes a real lot to get me angry. It's just when you become a streamer, you quickly learn that you need to be more communicative with your thoughts and emotions. And just over time, it just kind of ramps up. You can't just be like, hmm, that was mildly inconvenient. You gotta communicate it. It's more ent interesting and funner, I suppose. It's just for most of your life, in most situations, like you're taught to like somewhat repress how you're feeling so as to not cause a scene or embarrass the people around you or, or what have you. In live streaming, like the opposite of that is advantageous. So you kind of got to remove those blocks on you yourself as a person. What I'm most grateful for in my YouTube career. As I often say, if you're a YouTube member, a Twitch subscriber, or a patron, you can suggest rambles on my Discord. Obsessed Arrow asks, since starting a YouTube journey, what is something that you appreciate most throughout the whole experience? It'd probably be like the individual people who have helped me along the way often with no expectation of something in return. They're just like, hey, I like your stuff and I have some expertise that can help you. Let me help you. Obviously, I try to give them something in return. And there's also, of course, people who just, you know, have given me money over the years, especially in the early days when I needed a little bit to get by. Like Nozo used to stop by once a month and be like, hey, here's 50 bucks. And I was like, ah, oh, maybe you got something going on here. I can, I can keep doing this because I'm financially supported and stuff. And all the people, often whose names I can't even remember now, who have helped me get to where I am today, are the thing I appreciate most in the experience. It reminds me that as terrible as the world is in a totality, there's a lot of good people in it, you know? Would I accept scam sponsorships? iPhone unlock. Someone just mentioned it in YouTube chat. Not me, but possibly a good idea. The established title scam. 
I talked about it on stream a little bit, but from my understanding, what established titles was is they would claim that you'd pay like 150 bucks or something to buy a small amount of land in Scotland and a part of some tradition in Scotland, they would enable you to be called a lord and lady and nothing about that seems legit. Like that just screams, oh my God, what a ridiculous scam. There is no way a country would have it so that everyone in the country would be called a lord or lady because that would just defeat the purpose of the titles of lord and lady. It would just be an entirely valueless thing to be out of, like I could just call myself a lord right now with, with as much legitimacy. It was a scam in that they weren't really giving you anything and your title of lord was just real to the people that established titles and not at all in Scotland or what have you. Like if you went there to try to find your little bit of land, you'd just be laughed at. When I first heard of this sponsor, I was like, well, that's a scam. Like, huh, people are really out here advertising a scam like this. It's, it's kind of weird. I didn't get offered the sponsorship, but I would be surprised if I would have taken it. I have turned down sponsorships before because they sounded scammy. And I think I would have done the same with this one as well. But who knows, maybe with enough zeros, I would have just been like, oh yeah, whatever, it's probably fine. Which I suspect a lot of these people were like that, where it was just like their managers bring them forth a sponsorship and you just, you, they just assume, yeah, I guess my managers have looked into this. This is fine, I guess. You just become complacent with sponsorships sometimes. You just go with the flow. Yeah, okay, this is what I'm doing, okay. Although I say this about other people, I, I'm not really that way. My managers always ask me like, you want to do this? You want to do this? You want to do this? And I'll often be like, no, no. A lot of cool and normal people took it. Yeah, so I can't tell you why that is. Either maybe the song and dance they put on with uh, made them seem more legit and I haven't seen that song and dance. Maybe they just didn't look into it because the money was so good. Maybe they just didn't care. I don't know. And it wouldn't be the same for each one person involved. It's unfortunate. And uh, just one more reason, I suppose, to do your due diligence with any advertisement, I suppose. As I've often said, it's not like I need the sponsorship money. It's more that I worry that one day I'll regret not taking it. And the only thing I care about with those sponsors is that the product that I'm advertising is what it claims to be. Like I'm not making value judgments. It's not a review. I'm not looking at every product in the market in every part of the world to confirm that it's the best value for the dollar or something. It's just, hey, does this product do what it says it does? Yes, okay, that's fine. Which again, is probably why I would have stayed away from established titles. We actually know when GTA 6 will release. I wrote a funny joke on my community post that I feel like more people should see. We actually know a lot about when GTA 6 will release. It will be a year starting with 20, having either 365 or 366 days, during a month with a season and many cycles of the sun and moon, on a day with 24 hours that ends with the letters D-A-Y, at a time most inconvenient for me personally. Mark your calendars. I'm funny. I thought that was an impressive joke, okay? Should GTA 6 have a companion app like GTA 5? So for those who don't know, there's a companion app for Grand Theft Auto 5 that enables you to do some small things related to the game, like upgrade your vehicles or play with Chop to increase his skills. Meaning he'll actually like respond to you when you whistle for him and stuff. All I hope is that whatever mobile tie-in they make with uh, GTA 6, which surely there's gonna be one, I hope it's not too integral to the playing experience. I would rather they just make like a completely separate game on mobile or something. I don't want to see another battle in the speedrunning community about some key aspect of the game that can only be done on your phone and you have to like play with your phone as you're playing and stuff. I so don't want to see that. But so much money comes from the mobile side of gaming now. I mean, from a quick Google search, it's conflicting. One says 60% of the entire gaming market is now dominated by mobile. Another one says 45% of total video gaming revenue worldwide is mobile. But regardless, it's a lot of money. 
like take two bought Zenga for $12 billion. So we've never been in a more likely scenario for Grand Theft Auto to end up in some sort of mobile game or with a significant mobile tie-in or whatever. There's money there. They have the people who can make it. They already experimented a bit in GTA 5. And the only thing I want is for it not to be that fucking significant. Rockstar Games ignored their 25th anniversary. Many of you likely know that the 25 year anniversary of GTA came and went on November the 28th. On November 2nd, I wrote this tweet. I know a fairly important guy in the GTA scene who says that the GTA 6 trailer will drop November 28th. That guy is me. I'm the one saying that. Source, me. And on November 28th, I quote tweeted myself, yo, this guy lied. Fuck this guy. <laughs> it was just a meme. And so I wrote, today being Grand Theft Auto's 25th anniversary, I feel like Rockstar missed an opportunity to commemorate the occasion by releasing something substantive. Like releasing GTA 5 for the fifth time, five times five equals 25 after all, way to let the fans down Rockstar shake my head. A few people took this serious as if I was chastising Rockstar for not acknowledging the 25th anniversary. Most people didn't even know it was the 25th anniversary until like in October, what people thought was the anniversary came round and it actually wasn't. And then it was corrected, right? It's not that significant of a milestone really like if gta 6 the trailer or the game wasn't ready it would, wouldn't make much sense for them to like throw it out despite that on this particular day being beholden to some guideline based on what tradition or just wanting something to commemorate the day it'd just be silly and if they released anything else on the 25th anniversary like hey team we did it we got to the 25 years woo then people would just being pissed it would just would spam comments Where's GTA 6? Where's the trailer? Oh my god, how disrespectful you not releasing the trailer today. I'm not saying in their shoes I would have also done nothing, but I understand it. Is Kanye West insane? The evil stranger. I know you don't do political rambles anymore, but is Kanye West storming of Timpool's show and his recent anti-Semitic comments something you were interested in? I'm not interested at all. I have been on the Kanye West is completely fucking insane train for like the last five years. It is interesting that people are finally noticing. But he's been saying weird shit and doing weird shit for a long time. But because of his genius in regards to his music, people just kind of like sweep that under the rug or just ignore it and just go, okay, who cares? He's just a, t a talented ass. You know, they like, they like that sometimes. But he has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and all that jazz. But can you imagine trying to get a person to take their medication or get them to keep a level head when they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars? He's still worth billions. I think he used to be worth billions. And a person with that big of an ego and knowing that like you would say the wrong word and he'd fire you, like he must just be around so many enablers who are like, oh, you didn't want to take your medication today, Mr. West? Don't you worry, sir. That's just all the Jews, man. They're just trying to brainwash you with their drugs and stuff, man. You don't need that stuff, man. I pity everyone who's around Kanye West. And I condemn those who are attempting to take advantage of his mental illness to uh, forward their own careers and get attention. Although, like, to play devil's advocate, let's say Kanye West showed up at my house. He's like, Matt, Matt, I want to go on your live stream and we want to talk to you in your rambles. I'll be like, okay, yeah, sure, I, I, we can have a chat. <laughs> a ramble with Kanye West. It'd be very hard to say no to that kind of emotion, I suppose. But maybe that's giving people a, a little bit too much credit. I'm thinking about giving up social media. Wally Walla Bala asks, as a content creator, do you ever use social media like Reddit or Twitter like a consumer or do you always log in with a goal in mind? I do browse Reddit and Twitter a little bit. I'm trying to do my best not to now. I might do my best to give up Twitter entirely. Again, th this has nothing to do with Elon Musk. 
as I say, the, the platform isn't going anywhere. The brand of Twitter is just crazily valuable. Any mistakes that Elon makes will eventually be corrected and things will continue to chug on. Uh, I don't think there's ever going to be a, a true replacement. That's not what this is about. It's more that on some level, I'm just tired of all of this social media stuff. And I want to fill my time with something more than bouncing between my YouTube comments, Reddit and Twitter and stuff. I know what that's going to be, but I want to find something. Maybe I'll start playing video games again, like in my own time. I don't know, but it's not making me happy. It's not always bad, but maybe it's just when I'm feeling particularly down, these things do nothing to make me feel better. They just make things worse for me, in a way. The truth behind my absence from TikTok. I don't use TikTok at all actually now, so I don't see when people at me there, but I appreciate that I've still got people on there who care about me, I guess. All my latest TikToks, even the ones that got millions of views on YouTube, I've only got like 50,000 views on TikTok. So like at one point in time, I would put a short on TikTok and it would get heaps of views. I put the same one on YouTube and I get nothing. Then reverse, I'd put a short on YouTube and it would go gangbusters, get so many views. And then on TikTok, it'd get nothing. And that's where we are right now. So my best shorts from YouTube, getting millions of views, get nothing on TikTok. And it highlights to me that all these algorithms are still shit. And they're still trying to figure out how to find the people who will actually be interested in different types of content. Because the audience of YouTube shorts isn't fundamentally different from the audience of TikTok. And yet the same content will do way worse or better depending upon the particular time I'm uploading to either platform. So I'm not focusing on TikTok all that much. It's just like every once in a while I say, say to Silver, like, hey, can you upload the rest of my shorts to TikTok? Because I'm getting no views there. Although even my most recent shorts to YouTube have slowed down a bit. But again, that might be because I'm not picking the best content to make. I don't know, but we'll, we'll, we'll see if that trend continues over the next month. Should YouTube have the option to restrict content to subscribers only? Obsessed Arrow, do you think YouTube should add videos available for subscribers only, similar to how it already has videos only available for members? This could be done to encourage more people to subscribe to a channel and see exclusive videos without needing to pay. That would be the worst possible thing imaginable. Why would you ever do that? People would have to subscribe before seeing the video. You want people to subscribe because they've seen videos and like them. People would either just skip over the video because they don't want to press a button, like, oh, you make me subscribe to see the video, or they'd subscribe, look at the video and go, hi, I don't actually like this and just immediately unsubscribe. You're just creating a barrier to entry for people to watch your content. And subscribers don't really provide much value to you anyway. That would, would just be 100% a negative for anyone doing such a thing. How I get my sponsorships. Wait, you have a manager? Yeah. How long ago now? Maybe two years ago or something. I was at a reasonable level of success where I was like, I do not have time to look for sponsors and looking for sponsors will just take away from my content. So I asked my Twitch manager, hey, do you know of anyone who works in that capacity? He's like, oh yeah, so there's like a couple of groups in who do Australia and there's, I'm not gonna name them all actually, there's two big ones. One's been shown to be very scammy, the other one's pretty good, but I ended up going with a smaller group that had recently split off from one of the larger groups. Like they had basically just left and taken a few of the talents. And uh, I figured, as was argued, like when you're a dude in a very large org, you never really get any special attention. You're just one of the masses that just get sent basic emails or whatever for sponsorships. But with this group, like I actually know the people who work with me and stuff and I, I can have personal conversations with them and stuff and all that jazz and I prefer that. They've gotten me all the sponsorships you've seen. Usually they're just in Chaos War videos. If you don't watch those videos, you probably haven't seen my sponsorships, but we were going at like four a month for a while. We've been going at like two a month lately and that's enough for me. Do people even read FAQs? Shahar, 
Why don't you add an FAQ to Keo Perico streams? It's online, so chat thinks they know better than you. No one reads FAQs. No one. Think of every single time you've ever needed an answer to a problem and you go to some website and it's like, hey, before you uh, send an email to support or talk to the support staff through the chat, how about you troll through this forum and uh, look at all the previously asked questions to see if there's an answer that might solve your problem. And you go, no, fuck you. Let me just talk to someone and get the answer. Why should I spend all this time reading a user manual when I can just go, hey, Frank, I got a question, give me the answer. And people coming to a random live stream are gonna be like, excuse me, where is the FAQ? I want to spend the next 15 minutes reading your FAQ to get updated with all the answers to my possible questions. Just doesn't happen.